Welcome to Old Ass Movie Reviews, January 1st, 2021. Dave and I decided to get together on the first day of the new year and talk about our first year in podcasting. Um, we started early last year recording episodes and um, published our first one in July, and it's been 28 weeks since we started. And uh, it looks like you, uh, yeah, 28 episodes later, we're still doing it, still having fun. Um, what is it you like about doing the podcast, Dave? Uh, to be honest with you, um, even if we weren't getting any listeners, I enjoy just watching bad movies and shredding them with you. Uh, <laughs> I, I know some people, I've, I've talked to some people that I know, and they're like, well, when are you guys going to do this? When are you going to do that? You should, you know, are you making any money at it? And for me, and you and I talked about it, it's, a, it's not, honest to God, this, this is not about the money. This is about having a conversation with my buddy, yeah, you know, and and just tearing movies apart. And the funny <laughs> thing is, we would probably have wound up doing this anyway, even if we weren't recording it. We would have gone on Facetime and just shredded movies together right. anyway. So this this is actually kind of fun. Um, that that's it. I, I just enjoy yeah. watching bad movies, and well, then that, I enjoy that... tearing bad movies apart with somebody who enjoys tearing bad movies apart with me. <laughs> yeah, and occasionally getting some good ones. And, you know, you you brought up a thing. We started this, as we said on an earlier episode, thanks to a co-worker. Yeah, um, right. just Dave and I used to work together on a night shift, and we'd spend all night talking about movies. And the conversation mm -hmm. was overheard. And it was like, you guys should record this. And it's like, well, okay. Yeah. A couple yeah. years later, we decided to finally record it. <laughs> yeah. it. It took about a year. It took about yeah. a year for it to really sink into both of us. And I think it was bubbling in the back of both of our heads because yeah. every once in a while we'd be like, why don't we do this? Why don't we? And we had the perfect first movie, and for whatever reason, we didn't do it. But do you remember the first movie that we wanted? Yeah, it was The Last Dragon. Yeah, The Last Dragon is the one we thought would always be the first one, but it turned out to be coffee. Yeah, The Last Dragon actually became our 12th episode. Yeah. And... um like you, uh, I just enjoy talking movies. I have watched more movies yeah. this past year than I have in probably five years. Um, I know, right? <laughs> I, 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 I love movies, but I don't watch them much. And now I watch mm -hmm. them and I watch them with a critical eye. Um, it's important to know about our podcast. We do spoil everything um, because we're Absolutely. doing old movies. And it's fun to be able to talk about the finer points. Um, I honestly don't enjoy tearing apart directors or actors or anything because i know the amount of work and shit that goes into it but some of the things that we have seen um are just atrocious <laughs> and unlike scott i do like tearing apart directors and actors <laughs> see so we no, bring a good balance no no i i understand what you mean though um there's been a couple of movies that we both agreed that were just horrible movies but you have to give the people the props that yes. they tried, that they actually went out there and tried. And in so doing is when you and I are in agreement. Yeah. It's the execution that I will make fun of. Absolutely. I, I honestly, I, I think very few, if you go back on these videos, I could be wrong. I may be just the most vicious man on the planet. No. But I, I think the actual making fun of an individual, I don't think, I don't I think we have. That often. Not very no. often. I make fun of what they've done in the movie and I will tear apart a director, especially if it's a director that is supposed to know what they're doing or 
we've talked about writing, like like how did this yeah. thing even get made? It's such an atrocious, yeah, written script. Um, coffee. Uh, we'll go back to the first one. Coffee. On the surface, coffee doesn't seem like it should have worked. Um, but when you really think about it, it's a revenge flick, and you have the perfect woman at the perfect time in that movie. It's yes. Pam Greer. She's beautiful. She looks like she might be able to throw a good punch and knock a guy out. Um, and that first 30, well, what, maybe three minutes into the movie when she shotgun blasts that guy's face? You instantly know this is not a woman to be trifled with. No, um, and that's that's what that was the great perfect movie to start off with. Black exploitation, yeah. Pam Greer, Coffee. Oh my God! It was you know we started off with such a fun movie. Um, yeah, yeah. And I enjoyed every bit of that movie. Um, <clears throat> it was just fun. It and was. You said it that was, was your. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. That what's it? I was just going to say, you said that was your first black exploitation movie. That you it was. It was my first uh, that I can remember. My first right. black exploitation film. Um, it was. It was good. I I loved it. It was mm -hmm. great. King George had a horrible theme song, oh, uh, and then King George death. got drugged behind the car. He had a horrible death. He had a horrible death. He kind of had it coming. <laughs> he did have it coming. You he couldn't really feel too bad for the guy. No. No. Um, Coffee was not without its problems, but it was no. a very entertaining film. Um, damn good. Yeah, I would um, agree with that. So we, we originally had started uh, thinking of doing, you know, just nothing but crappy movies. But right. it didn't take us long till we hit episode two, Casablanca. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think you said you had never seen Casablanca. I had before, never right? seen it. Casablanca, Casablanca, however you pronounce it, is Whatever. one of my absolute favorite movies of all time. And it's got Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman. You yeah. don't get better than those two. And it is so, it's such a complex movie with so many texts and subtexts and crosses and double crosses. And you're never sure who's the good guy and who's the bad guy and what's going. I mean, really, you don't. You don't really know who's, no. who's going to double cross, cross who. And it is a fantastic, it's one of my favorite movies. It, it was great. I, it's I a great. It first times. Yes, um, it's a great buddy tale. It's a great. Yeah. It's it's just good. It's just so yeah. damn good, and it holds up, even though they tried to make a horrible remake, um, which we talk about in episode two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the series! Why would anybody back in the seventies, early eighties, make a series of this using? That was Hutch, right? The blonde hair. Yeah, yeah. Hutch. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. A classic, yeah. um, but our um, our streak of going good ended by episode three. <laughs> the original gone in sixty seconds. Wow, what a bad movie! Oh, I do remember this having some great driving car scenes. Oh yeah, and a few yeah. really funny moments. Yeah. It, but, it ends. the The ending is the funniest moment in that whole movie. <laughs> when he just walks through another car and steals it and takes <laughs> off. <laughs> and the lady yeah. in the car wash. <laughs> what a bad, yeah. What a bad, bad movie that is. That, that was, was bad. And here's the thing: we talk about that. That was a a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of 
mm-hmm. things spent to make this happen, but it was uh, executed poorly on the story level. Yeah, yeah. If, if it would have had a better written story, it probably would have worked 10 yeah. times better. And that's looked- why this will be one of the few times that I will always recommend the remake. <laughs> See, and I've never seen the remake. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the, the, they just left too many uh, story plots and ends loose. Yeah. Like nothing was ever tied up. You know what I mean? In a movie, it's not like real life where things are just left undone. This is a movie. You need to have all that tied up by the end of the movie. I hate when movies leave things unanswered. Unless you're going to have it in the sequel, and that's it's a you know this going in that there's going to be a sequel. Don't don't leave loose ends. Right. Yeah. There was a lot of holes left in it. Yeah. Um, speaking of holes, what was our next one, Dave? Oh, oh God, this one was my fault. Eat my dust. <laughs> Eat my dust is absolutely my fault. I remembered it much more fondly. Either that, or I got it mixed up with another another. You were high. I don't know. Yeah, I was high. I was probably only 10 years old at that point. So I might have been high. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, either that or I just got it mixed up with another another uh, Richie Cunningham. Yeah. Movie. I don't know. Um, <laughs> th- that's a bad movie. It had like it had all the things in it that should have made it a good movie. Yeah. But executed so poorly. Oh, my God. It just becomes a horrible movie. It was, it, yeah. I would not rewatch this movie. I don't think. <laughs> no, it was, it was uh, bad. <laughs> the opening scene was really cool with the cut with the where they had the camera and he's going down the street and that was kind of cool. But yeah, yeah, like like I said, it had all the beats. It had all the all the pieces. It just wasn't put together well. It was. Um, it was downright stupid. <laughs> it was a Roger Corman produced movie. And it was just bad. Was bad. Just, really bad. A lot of missed opportunities in that one, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What, but, was the next, uh, what was the next one? The next winner? Well, you know, since you gave us uh, Eat My Dust, I thought I'd try and one up you with The Devil's Express, as I had called <laughs> it on the podcast. It's also its other title, This Shit Got Made. which is what we were talking about like when you when you look at a movie and you know it's obviously horrible but you're proud of the guys for making the movie (laughs) yes you're like at least you went out there and did it oh my god this one (sighs) damn dude it's bad it's horrible the first three minutes of that movie first four or five minutes of that movie it's the best part the best part of that movie (laughs) Which is when I was saw it, I was like, "Oh, okay, this is this isn't gonna be too bad. It's gonna be bad. It's you know, it's yeah, be bad." Yeah, demon wow, in the it. subway, uh, crushed velvet gold jumpsuits with heels, um, fighting a monster in the subway, googly eyed demons, um, <laughs> orange sherbet for blood or whatever. This it was horrible movie. Oh. <laughs> Um, some guy named Roseanne. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Roseanne or Rodan or yeah, Rogan. I'm not sure what that person. I think they renamed that guy every time somebody talked. It about was. It. it was something different every time. It's like they pronounced it completely different every single time they mentioned the guy's name. It's like, who the hell are you talking about? Oh God! Uh, and they had a hunky white cop in there. Yeah. Oh, that was bad. Oh. I was will say this there. about the Devil's Express. We and we talk about it in in the podcast. That is episode five. 
this this movie actually had potential to be a decent flick. It just needed yeah. a good rewrite. It needed a good rewrite and people who could act. Yeah. I, I think you could have coached those guys through it if you had a decent director. Yeah. I think a decent director could have saved some of it with a re good rewrite. I think so. I think uh, yeah, so. I'll never, oh, Lord, what a bad... Oh. But you know, after that, we went into a bad movie that was so bad, it's so damn good. Oh, Spider Baby. <laughs> and Spider the Skull. Baby. And we also watched The Skull with that one. Yes, so that we did The Skull. Feature. Did we, we ever do another double feature? We do. We do later on. We do uh, Escape from New York, L.A. That's right. That's right. We yeah. did. Okay. So, but, but The so Skull and Spider Baby. collector's items. What's that? <laughs> so those are collector's items. Yeah, we rarely do a double feature. <laughs> the skull was great. The skull was fantastic. Yes. I, I I really like that. Um, Grand Moff Tarkin just plays a good a good crazy guy. In yes. Um, <laughs> Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing, very very cool movie. I mean, yes, it has its cheesy moments with the floating skull. Yeah, yeah. But I really dug this movie. It was. It was really cool. It was really, it was a real uh, Hammer film feeling, but it wasn't mm. a Hammer film. Right. It and sure felt like that. The Hammer feeling was the, the, the colorization of it. Uh, the fact that you have the two main characters always played Hammer films. They were always mm -hmm. a vampire and a vampire hunter. Um, it, it was just a nice story. It just seemed like a, a very Hammer story. And I think it was Universal. Yeah, I, I think wrong, but I thought it was a universal release or something. But they did a good job on it. Um, a little cheesy on some spots, but for the most part, the story was really cool. It was about the the skull of the Marquis de Sade. Marquis de Sade. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That, boy, the craziest guy on the planet. That, that's not whose skull I want in my house. I'm just, you know, that's like here. Here's the skull of Adolf Hitler. Here's the skull of Marquis de Sade. Hey, here's the skull of Genghis Khan. No, let's not have any of those. No, that's some house. bad juju. Hey, no, thank you. Khan, because he was just a conqueror. But the other two guys were basically madmen. Just totally, totally fucking madmen. And I don't know if I'd even want the skull of Genghis Khan in there, because something tells me there's a lot of bad mojo on that one. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's just not good energy there. And they they paid the price for having that skull. Yeah, around. yeah. Um, the second film of this double feature was Spider Baby, directed by the same director who did Coffee. Yeah. Isn't that um, funny? We didn't yeah. even plan that. No. I love, love, love Spider Baby. Spider Baby was a lot better, and I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot more than I should have, I think. It, it shouldn't have worked. No. Not, there's a prime example of something that was written that had I read the script... As a as a script reader for somebody, I would have never no. uh, that would have never got past me. I would have been like, nope, that's garbage. <laughs> but when you see it on screen and how it was put together, it, it works. actually works against all odds. It's so stupid. It's goofy. It if murder and mayhem can be fun, this movie almost made it fun. I love it. It They're is really <laughs> weird. Those two girls that were the main character, main bad guy, girl, whatever, mm -hmm. played psychotic, absolutely fantastic. Oh, they were and great, I dude. Up their names to see if they did anything else. Yeah. But if they didn't, it's a shame because they both were really good at, at that type of character for sure. 
Yeah, that one that was a lot of fun, and I still will always recommend people go back and watch Spider Baby. Um, and yeah, you I will see watch that one. That, that's a good one. You will see with Spider Baby how it's influenced um, some modern horror. Um, oh, I yeah, watch yeah. it, and I see Rob Zombie all over this thing. Oh, so. that's probably he's probably got like posters in his house. <laughs> he's probably got like the original cut of it. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, he that, even that, used Sid Haig um, from Spider Baby in his movies. Also in so. coffee. Yep. He was also, also in coffee. He played a lot of bad guys and everything. that's very he funny did. about Sid Haig, from what I've heard, is he yeah. was the nicest guy in the world. Like he was just a really sweet guy. And that—that's what I've heard too. Um, yeah. But you had mentioned Hammer films, uh, so that takes us right into Captain Kronos, Vampire Hunter. That's a cool flick. Oh yeah, that's a really cool flick because it's not your your typical vampire. It's not a blood sucking vampire. It's no. a vampire. And Captain Kronos, it leaves me. I think we talked a little bit about this. The, the cut because he's got a cut that's up his side. Yeah, it's like he's it almost like been cut in half. Probably cut his body in half. Something tells me Captain Kronos is a lot more powerful, and he's not so human. Yeah. If that makes sense, he's more. It than does. Human. Something, yeah, because that wound, I mean, I was looking at that wound. I'm like, ah, I should have killed that guy. Yeah. Especially back in the time period that this is supposed to take place in, you know, the Regency type era, maybe a little bit before then. But yeah, that's mm, a bad cut that boy's got. Yeah, this this one had a nice twist to it. Uh, The main villain right in front of your face pretty much the whole time, and I didn't catch it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Um, And the other two that, Probably were full fledged creatures. Yes. Didn't even know it. No. Probably didn't even know it. Um, no. This movie gave me one of my, makes me remember one of my funniest laugh out loud moments is the bar scene with the hunchback character. Yeah. And this thug comes up and says, What do you do at night to sleep? Do you like dig a hole in the ground and put your hump in it? I don't know. It just cracked me up. <laughs> it hit you, hit you in the funny bone. It did, oh, man. You yeah. dig a hole and put your hump in. <laughs> Those guys regretted that insult real, real quick. Yes. Uh, yes. It, what's funny is watching this movie the second time, or the yeah, the, I think I was watched it all the way through the second time with you. I don't think I finished watching it the first time. Either that or I saw it once when I was a kid. But it made me think of uh, Vampire Hunter. Day. Yes. That like. I think this may have been the uh, jumping off point for Vampire Hunter. Somebody saw this and went, "Oh, I can do that. I, I can do that in a different in a different way." You know what I mean? And oh I, yeah, I think that's maybe where where they got some of that from. And we'll we will I, get I, to I explore really that cool. coming up. Do what? I said we'll get to explore that coming up when we uh, do our anime month. That's right. I forgot we are going to do anime month. Yay! That's cool. Yeah, I love Vampire Hunter D. It's one of my all-time favorite favorite animes. So what came next? That's what I'm looking for. Let's see. Number eight <laughs> would have been Dolomite. Episode eight. Dolomite. Dolomite. Return to Blaxploitation oh, with I love Smile. Dolomite. I've said it a million times, and I will say it a million more. Dolomite is my plan nine from outer space. Fucking up motherfuckers is my game. (laughs) Yes. And I finally watched the Dolomite 
the Eddie Murphy Dolomite, the yes. Dolomite movie, which explains a lot about his heart and his character. Oh my God, yes. As a person. Um, I watched another another thing. I think it's on Amazon where it's actually Rudy Ray Moore doing the narration and he's just talking about like stuff that he did. And that this is like right before he died, a couple of years before he died. And it's interesting to hear him talk. He's all pimped out in his dress and he's probably <laughs> gotta be in his eighties by this point. Oh damn. But he's still pimped out. And he's it's just a funny, it's just a good retrospective because he talks about uh lady ladybug. That's not right. I know he I queen, can't remember her name now. Queen 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 Queen, Queen Bee. Queen, Queen Bee. Bee. Yeah. He talks about Queen Bee and how they met and stuff like that. And it's just, it's a very heartwarming story, but there's very funny at it too. It's, it's uh, some rappers come on there and talk about him and, and watching the movies as kids growing up. And they're like, yeah, well, you had to be Dolomite. You, know, you, had, yeah. to, you had to turn to Dolomite. And I just thought that was kind of funny. Well, yeah. And that guy, that that's a guy who, what a horrible movie, but because it's so horrible, it becomes good. It goes all, it does that whole circle back to, you know, it's so horrible, it's good again. It not only does that, but when you see how much Rudy Ray Moore put into making that, you can't yeah. help but applaud him no matter how bad the movie turned out. Right. right. I, mad props to somebody following their dream and doing it. And making and, it work. Yes. So they, I think they said seven more films after that. Something like was, that, yes. Using like seven films. That's not a bad run, man. That's not no. a bad run for a guy who couldn't act, didn't couldn't look fight. the healthiest, <laughs> couldn't couldn't do karate. But he got <laughs> the ladies. Attributes to, to go on. <laughs> uh, yeah, but good. God bless him, man. I'm glad he had all the success that he had. Absolutely. He definitely deserved it. What came after that one, man? Well, we took quite a turn and went to classic Japanese cinema with Akira Kurosawa's Seven Samurai. Yep. Um, excellent film and is the basis for many, many films um, oh, yeah. Yeah. that you still see today. Um, such a great epic movie and such a great movie to show how to tell an epic tale. Yeah. Yeah. And make it exciting the whole time. Yes. I mean, who else could make rice balls exciting? Only Kurosawa. Kurosawa. <laughs> Only Kurosawa, man. I can't see anybody else even trying to pull that one off. Well, the whole thing was about rice, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was all about food. Um, it was good, though. It was a great movie. It's, it's a great movie. Uh, this is the first time we ran across something that we were reviewing that we really couldn't criticize. <laughs> no, there you yeah. I, and I, I would punch anybody in the face who tried to critique Kurosawa. Um, only because the person doing that kind of critiquing would have nothing in their belt they would have nothing yeah. to show for it like I, yeah no you don't critique kurosawa you just go yes sir <laughs> yes master thank you for the lesson and i will endeavor to do better sir you can have some it, like, like myself there, i did not i mean i found things that i didn't care for in the movie right but they did not they did not take away from the mastery of what he did it became mm -hmm. a personal preference so right. my critique is more based on just my opinion versus that's a shit movie and it's not, yeah. it's, it's absolutely yeah. amazing. Um, I think the only thing that I remember you saying was it was really long. Yes. Like, that's like, the, like, that's pretty much a it. Really long movie. But then in the same breath, you would be like, 
but he needed to expand on that. <laughs> I did. That was it. That, and, and I but still stand by it. Right. I still stand by it. This would have been a great mini series. Yeah, yeah. I could definitely see this as a mini series. Yeah, because there was there was things I wanted to know more about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I cannot think of his name, but he was such a great character. The samurai with the big two handed. Oh yeah, sword. yeah, yeah. The kid, the one they called Thirteen. Uh, ah, I don't know the crazy guy. Yeah, yeah I think they called him Thirteen. Yeah, the one who had the didn't know his family or lost yeah, his family. Yeah. yeah. There was so much there. He had a lot of heart, but he was crazy. And which he yelled all the time. And then he yelled at the villagers to stop yelling. <laughs> yeah, stop yelling. And all the other samurais are just smiling and laughing. I'm like, what the hell? So much humor, so much heart, so much action, so mm-hmm. much beauty in cinematography. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a masterpiece. Yeah. And I hate to use that, that we- term, but it is. And then after that, we went to a more modern movie. I'm not sure what year this movie was. I don't either. Um, but uh, it was 2000s. It was in the 2000s. 2010, I think. 2010, 20, okay. something like that. Uh, Hands of your Stone. Friend, your friend yes. came on there with us. Yeah, my friend Holly came on and joined us for um, a review of a movie she wanted to talk about called Hands of Stone, which is the Roberto Duran story. We got to give her that. She was fun. Yes, that was a lot of fun. And I didn't have to talk. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was a lot of fun. Um, I'm not a big sports guy, but I enjoy sports movies um, Uh and sports stories. Yeah. But I don't, you know, but this was one of the movies that I watched. And after I watched it, I did not like it. But Uh as a few days passed. And I watched some documentaries and did some more studying on things. Uh-huh. The movie started to gel. And it's like, right, right. this was a pretty good flick. Um, yeah. It, the thing that surprised me the most was Usher. Yeah, he he was a really good actor in that. As Sugar he, Ray. He, he played uh, Sugar Ray really well. Yeah. Yeah. He did, so, did a good job. He looked enough like him. He did. He looked a lot like him. That was a good flick. And for me to not be a big sports guy, I enjoyed the shit out of it. Right. So right. it was. Yeah, that was a very good movie. Um, <laughs> and then we went from that. Oh, my God. As if we the, couldn't go any lower. To, to the classic, They Saved Hitler's Brain. Yes. Otherwise, The Bad Men of Mandoros. Yes. And we had discussed this. <laughs> Look, if you're going to watch this movie, watch The Band Men of Mandoros. Yes, do not watch do not They Saved Hitler's Brain. the one entitled They Saved Hitler's Brain, because there's so much extraneous crap on that that just doesn't, it physically doesn't match the rest of the movie to begin with. And they introduce characters just to kill them off for no reason at all. Yeah, it's it's um, one of those that you actually have a bad movie and they decided to fix it and made it worse. <laughs> yeah. Like Rain Man and Venduras, I would watch again just because. It's a fun movie. I just want to see Hitler's expressions again. But they said, yeah. Why would you take orders from a head? Something you could kick across the room. And he doesn't even say anything. Oh, he doesn't say a word. He just has an expression. I can't even do it. I know, it's great. It's worth it for his expressions alone. Oh my God! Yes, a bad movie. A bad. It's, so, it's such a. This is another one that's so bad. It's fun. It's fun. I mean, 
they saved Hitler's brain. A bunch of college kids got together. And from what I understand, if I read it correctly, the original director had to expand the movie to make it shown on TV for whatever reason. They, they were short on time for this movie. So instead of just either adding more commercials or like putting it on Sir Graves Ghastly where Sir Graves could just do extra little skits in the, you know, in his own little thing. Nope, we're going to add movie to it. And none of it matched. The heritage didn't match. The cars didn't match. The, the film stock didn't even come close to matching because one was done in 63 and the other one was done in 69. That, I mean, it's in the same decade, and you wouldn't think it would make that big a difference, but the styles, the clothing styles, everything changed so much in that time period. And it just nothing matched. And the characters that they introduced in the college aspect of it, they all die. They all get killed. It's like, why in the hell do you even have these guys on here? It was a waste. <laughs> it was a waste. I, I will <sighs> stand by my recommendation. It, it, it did come down as a don't watch, but it is right. a funny watch. <laughs> right. Exactly. It, yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. <sighs> and then we hit episode 12, which was the episode that started it all. Yes, sir. The glow of the, the last glow. dragon. Oh, God. What a great movie. Vanity. <clears throat> oh, Vanity. Such a pretty girl. Such a funny, funny person. Yeah. I This movie's got a lot of heart. It's all, got a lot of cheese. And a lot oh, of there's heart. a ton of cheese in it. There's a, a take your dip with you. Yeah, cheese and dip, a little bit it, of wine. It has to me one of one of the my favorite comic book style villains. Oh Eddie yeah, Arcadian, the arcade mogul. I love it. <laughs> oh my god, I just j- just how straight laced the main character is, Bruce Leroy <laughs> is it. It's just so funny. He he speaks with an Asian accent, and he's a black guy from Harlem. Yeah. You know, it, it's just who has obviously spent about forty years mastering some major kung fu. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> uh, he was. I think they said he was only nineteen at the time. Though, yeah, they filmed this movie. Yeah. Um, but the, I think he got the part because he actually knew. Uh, some forms of karate, like and and that's that's one of the good things about this movie is the fight choreography is great. It's got great fight scenes, and where yeah. else do you get Shonuff the Shogun? Shonuff, Shonuff. Oh God, what if folks? If you haven't seen this movie, but you like a black exploitation or b old seventies style karate movies, watch this movie. It's got you get both. It's got and are a romance. Ready? It's got DeBarge. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I remember that song. Oh my God, that song was so popular back in the Very 80s. popular. They, they had to, to put it in. There. Oh my God, we went to a, uh, a, in Panama City, we went to a club called Players Club, and that fucking song was on constantly. <laughs> and then the smoke. And I hated going clubbing, but everybody I knew would be there, so I'd go. All right. And I, I am the whitest white guy when it comes to dancing, but you get a couple full drinks in me, and I'm there. Shit, I'll do a polka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, Last oh, Dragon, bars. must watch. <laughs> the bars. Oh, Lord in heaven. Yeah, that, that's a definitely definitely a must watch. 
And then we went from um, The Last Dragon to a movie that I literally picked due to the title, thinking this is going to be the cheesiest movie on the planet Earth. And turned out to be good. Devil Girl from Mars. It turned out to be a good movie. I'm I mean, a big it, fan. It had its little little quibbles here and there, but all in all, yeah, good movie. Um, characterization was spot on. They built character. I mean, she was a Darth Vader. She was a female Darth Vader yeah. before Darth Vader ever got thought of. She when yeah. she comes walking down that that ramp out of the ship, first thing I thought of is shit. That's Darth Vader. Yeah, the the black the cape, the big long cloak. Yeah, the cardboard box robot. robot, the ugly, stupid robot that you can just stand behind and not have to worry about. Everything. But if you had the remote control, yeah. <laughs> This movie is not without its faults, but it is a 1950s sci-fi film. So um, we understand things have changed quite a bit over the years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's the whole fun. Premise, <clears throat> the whole premise of the film was their war ravaged Mars needed men, basically. All the men killed each other during wars. So the females decided to take over and come to Earth. Because Earth, I guess, species and men were horny and sexy and whatever they needed. And her ship hits a plane? Is that what happened? Something happened. It got damaged. By accident. So she has to land in the middle of Scotland, where her plan was to land in England and London. And just basically set up shop looking for men to come meet with beautiful women clad in leather and lace. Like, I think even 1950s London guys would have been like, really? Sign me up, love. Yeah. <laughs> Where do I sign on that dotted line? All right. <laughs> that is the only problem I have with the movie is she acted as if it was going. she was going to have to go take these people by force. Yeah. No. Yeah. She was going to have to kidnap them. All no. she had to do was walk out of that ship, throw out her leg, get Betty Page to show up with her, and <laughs> boom, every guy on the fucking place. Shit, they, motherfuckers have been coming from Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> they'd have heard about this shit but like shit what <laughs> no 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 the ship only holds 5,000 <laughs> yes a good one this movie actually started our when we when we did this movie we started going into a themed month yeah like I month. didn't even realize we did it then but yeah you're right this is where we started and this was Halloween month and uh, to follow up, we went into an 80s slasher film called Chopping Mall. Which was better than I thought it was going to be. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm still almost positive I saw this movie. You probably have. I, yeah, it just, <laughs> just seems like one of those movies a buddy of mine, Dave, would have, would have dragged me to go see. Yeah. Just, I just get that vibe. <laughs> probably at the time I was half drunk. In the, <laughs> Chopping Mall was filled not. with tons of horror movie tropes. Um, Everything in that movie was a trope except the ending. <laughs> I remember you and I were talking about when is the girl going to trip? Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> and why isn't anybody that's literally two feet away from her? They could have got up and grabbed her and dragged her to safety, just letting her be burned by. This. Oh yeah, poor Barbara Crampton on fire. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, and the two people who should have survived that whole mall Didn't. are the first, two of the first people that get killed. Unbelievable. That was an unbelievable moment for me. It was. Um, it was a fun movie. Yeah. 
And then we got to the movie that I, for a while, became my most hated film of all time. And I love it. I don't well, know. Well, I don't hate it anymore, thanks to other <laughs> shit we've seen. Say, you've seen worse since then. Since then, Plan 9 from Outer Space. It's such a beautiful movie. It's so caring and heartwarming. And it just carries you through this mist and... Oh, no, it's a shitty movie, but it's fine. It is a shitty movie. <laughs> it but is, it's not. It, it is one of the funnest shitty movies I've ever seen in my Tor life. Tor Johnson is awesome. Tor Johnson makes that movie. I don't he does. His movie. expression is... As a zombie? Yes. I, I tried to do that expression. I can't. It's I don't awesome. know how he did it. I, he, his mouth comes down. His eyes get wide. <laughs> it was I awesome. I tried. But yeah, um, there's there's the expression. There there's what we were talking about when we first came on, was making fun of a a, a, a product, but you can't make fun of the person. Mm -hmm. And Plan Nine from Outer Space is a prime example of a guy who had he taken five minutes to learn his craft. Could have been a really good director, but Ed Wood, I don't think, ever allowed anybody to tell him what to do or show him a better way of doing something. Right. And I think that was his probably his biggest downfall is he just thought he, because he said it, it should be so. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and maybe he was too blinded to that, to, to how bad certain things were that he did. But man, yeah. you gotta give the guy props. He did a Absolutely. lot of he, he tried. He really did. And God bless him for being such a horrible director that we're still talking about him so many years later. That's it. You know? And, and yeah, plan nine is one of my ultimate when I'm starting to feel depressed about anything that I'm doing, like, oh God, why am I doing this? And then I watch plan nine and I'm like, ah, that's why, because if he can do it, I, I can do it. I, I that's, can do it. that's a great way to look at it. Um, yeah. Ed Wood is not without his faults. He had a lot of a lot of issues. Um, he made a movie, though, and he yeah. knew how to get it together and make movies. And to this day, we are still talking about him. Mm -hmm. And like I said, this movie was until later on. Um, my most hated film. We'll talk about that one later. That one's coming, and I don't think anything will ever top it. Oh but, God! You know, no, we I... went from this to something that is arguably worse, and that's bunnies. <laughs> Night of the Lithus. giant man-eating bunnies. Now, whose fault was that one again? I Scott? think that was mine. Um, <laughs> I read the description and read a little bit about this movie that um, they actually at one point had to put actors in bunny suits. And I was like, we're there. We are on old ass movie reviews is reviewing this fucking movie. And that's, <laughs> and they did it. <laughs> and it's just as bad as it sounds. And the funny thing is they didn't stay on anybody in a bunny costume for that long. But the amount of time that they left the camera on was the amount of time too long. <laughs> I think it was less than a second. Yeah, it was. It is a frame that you see and it just totally undoes it. It, undoes it. it was a guy in a giant Peter, Peter Cottontail bunny costume. If he'd have had a basket with some eggs, it would have been perfect. 
<laughs> yeah. Not much to say about this other than it had a great cast. Oh my God, the cast was freaking phenomenal. I just don't know. The only thing I can think of it was Janet Lee, right? Was the Janet Lee, Rory Calhoun, um, DeForest Kelly. But I just sit there and I look at the, like DeForest Kelly probably read the script and was like, I've done worse. <laughs> you know, and it's I get him doing it. Uh, Rory Calhoun, I have a problem. I'm like, why would you do this movie? Yeah. Um, and Janet Lee was probably like, I got one movie left in my contract for these assholes. Give me what I don't care. Just yeah. do it. And then when she was in the middle of it, she's like, What the hell am I doing? <laughs> yeah, this this movie pulled out the old trope that kids ruin everything. They kid I would have fed her to the bunnies, man. <laughs> yep. That little shit had many people died because of her. <laughs> oh. oh my god. And then after that, we we went into hot guy month. Hot guy month, yes. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Uh, with the underground bouncer universe that I'm unaware of. <laughs> Bottom line, Patrick Swayze, Sam Elliott, you can't go wrong. Patrick, and if you're a girl or a gay guy, uh, Patrick Swayze shows his butt in this. For one of the funniest scenes I've seen in a movie that I, I, I'm still... God, I wish... I wish there was a way to find out whether that scene was planned or whether he just did it to the actress in the room just to do it to the actress in the room. Because yeah. her reaction is priceless when he stands up and he's naked and he starts putting on his pants and the sun is just glistening off his, his rump. And she's just standing there like her mouth drops and she's just standing there staring at it like, I want to eat that butt <laughs> with cream cheese. <laughs> You've heard it here. Dave is discussing Patrick Swayze's glistening bum uh, <laughs> on our podcast. Hey, if I had an ass like that, I'd walk around naked all the time, too. Wouldn't we all? <laughs> I would even put on the mom jeans he had on. Yeah, right? No <laughs> kidding. Shit, if I had abs like that, I wouldn't have a shirt. <laughs> uh, Roadhouse. Great flick. Lots of fun. It's, it's an 80s guy's flick. Oh, my God. It's so 80s. I don't know 80s. if I would say it's a great flick, but it, it is worth watching. I'll watch it again for sure. This movie brings forth one of the most bizarre quotes ever. <clears throat> I fucked guys like you in prison. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is so that? out of place, and I it don't know so what the guy's getting at. <laughs> you should have looked at him and went, you know, you're making me uncomfortable. Yeah, well, he did. He ripped his throat out after he said that. <laughs> With what? this fancy kung fu grip. Wow. He just that guy's and then everybody's mad at him, or a couple of people are mad at him because he killed like the guy that was killing everybody else. And well, then thank you. Yeah. It's like, no, nobody thanked him. Nobody went, oh, thank God. You just saved the entire town from being burned to the ground and everybody yeah. being massacred. No, you, you killed some freak with a bad perm. <laughs> bad hair, dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then after that, there's dirty dancing. Another yes. Patrick Swayze, right? Is yes, we went into order? Dirty Dancing, which yeah. Patrick Swayze, Jennifer Grey, one of my all-time favorite movies. Oh, yeah. So good. So, so damn good. Such a good movie. I don't care what Lisa says. It's a great movie. What, Lisa said something about Dirty Lisa Dancing? doesn't like it. I was like, well, have you ever seen it? No. Well, what? how can you judge it? I don't know Lisa. She's no, dead to me. I don't know her either. 
Should I just be like pulling a piece of cloth off? That the Hebrews do. Yeah, yeah. Um, you. It's a great flick. We discussed how deep it actually is. How oh, yeah. um, how much metaphor is in this movie? And when you watch the making of it, it's even more yeah. astounding that it got made. It's great in that it's aspect. Just for the time period. Yeah. Um, I still don't understand why they took so many shots to get his leap off the balcony. Yeah. Right? It's like, you should have set up five or six cameras or however many cameras you had twice, tops. Yeah, they could have found a better way, I agree. Twice. They damn near killed him on that. Yeah, they... Nah, just keep leaping. I don't care how what's wrong with your leg. <laughs> Thanks, Patrick. Yeah, you know, it, as if this hot guy month couldn't get any hotter, we had to add in Kurt Russell. Well, there you go. You got to add in Kurt Russell. He's like, hot guy, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, so we did a double feature again, Escape from New York and Escape from L.A., Snake Plitzkin style. Snake Plitzkin is awesome. What a great character that he created. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just don't be a friend of Snake's. No, definitely don't be the first woman you meet that he meets in a movie. Um, I think I still think they need to do a third one where he has his happy ending, and I don't mean happy ending like a massage happy ending. I mean a happy ending like, like out in the out in the forest or you know being right, right, yeah. There, there uh, could have been. I still think it should be his cute little wife that that is the one that he finds, Goldie Hawn. Um, I recommend anybody go watch these movies. I love them both. They're over the top. They're crazy. Yeah. The second one I love a lot, but has some horrendous CGI. Oh my God. It's the worst CGI. It it will almost take you out of the movie. It pretty much does. Um, But they're, well, you know, almost because I can go right back in. Right. That's what I mean. It almost takes you right back in. It's, um, they're good. They're a lot of fun. They are definitely 80s action movies mm-hmm. um and snake plitzkin is such a great character I, and uh, after watching um the two christmas chronicles on netflix because i finally watched the second one which is very cute uh-huh Obi Han is in the second one a lot more and i'm sitting there watching it and i was like the more i watched it the more i was like yeah they have to do another snake plissken they have to have that happy ending for snake plissken you know where he somehow walks some way Obi Han. I mean, you have to have Goldie Hawn in the movie. Yeah. You know, and she used to do some action stuff back in the 70s. She, I forgot the names of some of the movies, but she, there's a few movies where she was, she was shooting a gun and, you know, doing her. Well, her t- you had a uh, private Benjamin and there was some, there was some <laughs> football movie. I thought private Benjamin's a private classic Benjamin's and we probably should up. revisit that. <clears throat> Even before private Benjamin, there's one where uh, her and her boyfriend, I want to say there's somebody else. I just remember the ending of the of the movie, which is one of the things you and I have talked about in other movies where the heroes get killed, or mm-hmm. they're they're on a train track, and a train hits the car. Oh shit! And it's through this whole movie you're rooting for these assholes to get away with whatever they just did, but they wind up getting killed at the very end of the movie, and you're like, what? But in that movie, I want to say she's shooting guns and doing right. stuff. So you could have her. You could probably have her pull off a couple of good good gunfights in in a another Snake Plissken movie. You know, call it Snake Plissken finds love. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well, tell us about the wonderful movie we watched next, Dave. Oh, the next movie. Oh, it's fantastic. I don't know why anybody doesn't like this movie. I can't imagine. It's Steel Dawn. It's Patrick Swayze. 
he's got no shirt on and he's out in the Star Wars universe in the desert with exactly sand people, Owen and Aunt Beru, moisture farms, early. <laughs> young Anakin, Obi Wan gets killed, sand speeders, the sand speeders that are just you could outrun. <laughs> I don't have much to say. It was, I've seen worse. I'm still not sure whether it was post-apocalyptic or whether that was just the world that they lived on. They never really talked about that. Um, no, they really didn't. Um, evidently, there was a big war at some point. There was a war, and it made you think it was a post-apocalyptic setting. Right. Um, there's a lot of bad in this movie. There's a lot of bad. A lot more bad in this movie than I remember. Let me put it that way. There's a lot of bad. <clears throat> it could have been better. The sword fighting choreography was pretty good. Actually, yes. Yeah. The fight scenes were great. Well done. Well done. And that's, <laughs> you know, we, that's all I'm going to say about that because we left Steel you know, Dawn. You didn't like the, the, the guy with the Australian accent or British accent. I think it was going back and forth. No. With the wig. That yeah, the wig that had to be held on with a headband. Bandana. Yeah. Yeah, no. They got stabbed through the heart and lived long it's enough around. to have a final life. <laughs> what? What's there not to like about Steel Dog? <laughs> There's a lot not to like. So, in order to cleanse our palate, we uh, went to Red Dawn. No relation. No relation. Not a great movie, but an entertaining movie. But a lot better than Steel Dawn. Yes, a lot better. A lot better. This one had a lot of good moments. Uh, we talked a lot about about this one. Um, yeah, yeah, we did. And uh, how really the main the the other stories from other characters that we had never mm -hmm. seen before. And this was one of the benefits watching this movie through a critical lens and looking deeper and trying to see exactly what's going on in the story right. was beneficial because I took away a lot more from this movie than I had ever in the past. Right. And that's, um, it's a little bit deeper than you think. And, um, it's, it's good. It's good. Yeah. There's not a lot like, like on the surface, there's some things that you got to scratch your head about and go really. Uh. Yes. But when you get past the, the superficial, um, things that bother you, it's a good, it is really a good movie. It is a, yeah. a fairly deep and, and fun movie. In some aspects, it's a fun movie. In other aspects, it's like it's just a tragedy, just a, a horrible tragedy of, of characters that, that happen. Um, yeah, I, I have to agree, though, with, with the one character getting shot by, by the one guy up on the hill. Mm hmm. And Patrick Swayze's not going to shoot him, and the other yeah. guy just walks up, <laughs> and then looks yeah. at everybody like, "What? <laughs> what?" Yeah, it's sorry. I would have probably done the exact same thing. It's not a feel-good movie by no. any means. No, 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 no. Um, the one general was probably a colonel. Yeah, from South American country. Was he probably... was one of my favorite characters because I had never paid attention <laughs> to him. No, but he had one of the biggest story arcs. He's just the bad guy. And this is the first time I recognized his story arc. Yeah. He's not yeah. just a bad guy. No, no. There's a lot more going on with that yeah. guy than any other character. Than I think any of the other characters. Yeah. He has such a character development that I, mm -hmm. I think people should take a look at that and just watch a little closely. And yeah. 
you'll see where the writer was going. Yeah, if you want to see a good character arc, watch that, Colonel. And I can't think of the character's name. Is it Bella? Bella, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Colonel, I think it's Colonel Bella. Yeah. Watch that character's arc because he goes from being just the bad guy to a guy that you care about. Yeah. And you realize this he's not here for what you think he is in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a good movie. It's, it's a, there's his, a lot of good character development in it. His so, development makes you think. Um, yeah. That's for sure. We left this and went back to Kurt Russell, still in Hot Guy Month, for one of my all-time favorites, Big <laughs> Trouble and Little China. And Jack what, Burton. What a scrumptious movie. <laughs> oh, I love this movie so much. This is a movie that when I, I think I even say in, in our review, it's not a movie that I love right off the bat. This yeah. is a movie that had to grow on me with multiple watchings. And the more I watch it, the more I love it. Yeah. And I think the reason I didn't initially love it so much is because what I find intriguing now is what bothered me initially. And initially I realized that Jack Burton wasn't the hero. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's in it and he's the, the guy, he's the, so co supposedly the main character, he's but he's not. not the hero in the movie. The hero is Wang, his sidekick, his supposed sidekick. Yeah. Who's kicking everybody's ass and blowing everything up and you know doing all the sh shit that heroes are supposed to do. <laughs> Jack Burton is a clown. Jack he can't Burton fight. He's 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 full of bravado. Yeah. And he's got the heart. <laughs> he, man, he's got the heart. And he he he's some hot shit and it just it doesn't work. <laughs> Such a funny movie. Um it just it deals with a lot of a lot of fun stuff. A lot of magic, a lot of a lot of things that I want to look up one day if I ever get time and see if any of it is actually based in anything or if it's just a writer like what I do is just make shit up as I go along. Yeah, I'd like to know what John Carpenter did when he wrote that. Yeah, um, that's that that's a fun that's a fun movie. And and you go from a really fun movie like that into the Arctic. Yes. With <laughs> the thing. Still, with the same guy, the same actor, and you would never put those and two same in the same director. <laughs> yeah, the same director too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, and you you see just how how wide a range he really is yeah. as an actor. Well, when yeah. we did the thing, we started yeah. with the original, 1950 yeah. something, 1951, something, which was a very entertaining movie. Yeah, I love that movie. I really do. Yeah, it was. That, um, I, I believe anybody who likes the thing from John Carpenter's Kurt Russell film should go watch this original one, and yeah. you will see how much John Carpenter paid attention to it, mm -hmm. and through so many throwbacks in in oh, his yeah. movie to yeah. it. Um, when we watched these, I ended up watching all three. I watched the fifties right. version. Right. The Thing, and then the prequel to The Thing, uh, which dealt with the Norwegian camp. Um, and they all they all kind of tie together. Of course, the, the last two, The Thing and uh -huh. The Thing prequel tie together. And then you have the original where you see the basis of this story. Mm -hmm. um, very good horror films. Yeah. All three. Yeah, I really like what they did in the, in the 1950s version. They, they built that, initially I thought it was an ice rink, but I, I think it was actually in a, in a meat 
an abandoned uh, oh really <laughs> uh, meat processing plant where it was really cold so they could turn the air down and so you could see your breath and it was it was cold in there those guys wearing those coats were you know they yeah. were wearing the coats for a reason but I thought it was very interesting that they went to that length back then and for them to have the woman in that movie I still I still love that most of the 50s movies that we watched don't involve a weak willed no they don't and a lot of people sit there and say, oh, these movies are always filled with all these weak women. I have yet to see a really, really weak woman in any of these movies we've watched. They're all very strong. One. They all kind of know what they want. Um, and they're not they're not wallflowers by any means. No. You know what I mean? Um, no. And that, some of them are daughters of Marines who can shoot. Yes, yeah, some of them are like in Chopping Mall, which makes <laughs> all the difference, I guess. I guess so. <clears throat> she lived. And she did live. It's that marine, that marine daddy training. I guess, I guess I so. Know. Yeah, uh, yeah. That it was a good movie, and I really like John Carpenter's version. It's a little bit more bloody. Oh, it's um, a lot bloody. <laughs> a lot bloody. I, I think the guys in the fifties handled the situation a lot yeah. better. <laughs> well, they they did what they yeah. <laughs> they did. They took care of business real quick. I don't give a fuck about orders. I'm going to take care of the business yes. uh, at hand. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the 50s version handled it like the monster a lot better than the guys in the 80s did. That's Yeah, cool. yeah. Uh, the, the 80s version, I will always say, if you love practical effects, you have to watch this movie. Yeah, that is filled with practical effects. Yeah, it's all, amazing all what they pull off. Yeah. Yeah, you can't beat that. <clears throat> oh, God. Episode 24. <laughs> the the worst thing face. I have ever seen on television ever. Uh, ever Lisa. the star wars holiday special oh, that's lisa's what fault. the actual fuck was that david that's lisa's fault <laughs> yeah lisa we saw your comments on youtube it's yeah lisa it's uh it's life day i don't understand how could you not like a, a wookie grandfather looking at like porn headset i i don't have much to say other than you want to see Boba Fett? Find the cartoon from this special. Yeah. It's they, the best part of out, it. Yeah, they've got that edited in a section. Yeah. You don't even have to you don't have to watch this entire special to see the first part of it. Harvey Corman tries to be funny in this, and the writing is so bad, even he's not funny in it. Uh, it's just so like one of the worst things I've ever seen, dude. Oh. Uh, it's just bad. It's it, it, and the, like I said earlier, at one point the only the only saving grace this thing has is they had nothing to go by. They had Star Wars, and that was it. Yeah. Why anybody, George Lucas or anybody, thought you could make a musical special out of Star Wars after the original movie came out? I have no idea. God in heaven only knows. You know, why. I think it was a time of all the variety shows. You had Donnie oh, and Marie. You had Sonny and Cher. You had the Osmonds. You had all of these. Well, I just said Donnie and Marie, but yeah. <laughs> you had all of these variety shows that were on. And I guess they were just thinking, hey, we'll do a Star Wars variety show. And it's like, no. And had they had any of those people on there, or had they had that show be like part of it, 
they may have been able to save it. They may have been able to do something with it. Yeah. But just to have it as Star Wars and, and it's just bad. No, it's oh, just bad. It's just God, bad. Damn I, you, I Lisa. Right now, do not watch this movie. Uh, Lisa did have one of the best lines in, in her text about uh, the mom Brady hair. Oh, <laughs> from Luke Skywalker slash Mark Hamill. And his uh, who looked high as fuck during horrible. this. <laughs> his eye makeup was just horrible. I mean, the black outline on the eyes. I mean, the makeup artist should have been shot. <laughs> oh. was just, and his mom Brady hair. Oh, oh my God. And things didn't get much better, David. Things didn't get much better with episode 25. Oh, the, uh, the Santa Claus versus the Martians? Yeah. The Conquerors of the Martians? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's... Piazzadora couldn't even save that movie. No, but we got to see the return of a human in a animal suit. <laughs> Oh god! This time polar a polar bear. bear. I about the polar bear. <laughs> how horrible was that? Just yeah. how horrible. The the funny thing is, you and I talked about this whenever we were when we were reviewing it. Was how the story idea is kind of neat. Yes, I like the story yes. idea. I I think that it could have been done really well. I think you could do that really well today, especially yeah. with the practical effects and the special effects that you have. A good rewrite would have saved this movie or have saved a big chunk of it. Yeah. Um, the green face would have to go. You could probably pull it off nowadays. Uh, maybe it was just the makeup of the day. Um, and if you want to do it, go funny and make Martians look like little green men with antenna. That's fine. I'm cool with that. But do it well. Yeah. And don't have the guy who's trying to kill all the little kids be overlooked by the guy who's supposed to be protecting the little kids. Like, ah, oh, I'm going to go kill these children. No, you're not. Oh, then I'll go to my room then. <laughs> and he just walks out and the guy lets them go right out after he says he's going to kill yeah. the children in Santa Claus. <laughs> this is this. Okay. You think something's bothering him? Yeah. Here's <laughs> no, another case of. Good premise. This had a great outline. I think it had a great message, right. but it got buried by the ineptitude of the people making it. And I don't think it had clear direction. And it yeah. could have actually, I like the story, uh, but I don't like the execution. Yeah, exactly. That, that, I guess that's what I mean. Like, I like the thought of the idea. Yeah. The idea. I like the thought of the story of Santa Claus coming to Mars. And then making their own Martian Santa Claus, you yeah. know, when all is said and done. Uh, I think that part could have been attacked a lot better than it was. Because basically they just got a retarded Martian to play Santa Claus. Yeah. I mean, really, that guy, that kid was more dangerous than the the villain. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, there was an over, over underlying message throughout this that the kids were so engrossed with media. Right. And not having fun. And this was done when in the fifties, sixties, sixties, they weren't being kids. They weren't being kids. Huh? Kind of like today. Yeah. That's yeah. So it, it has a timeless message. Mm -hmm. Um, but we are obviously in the Christmas month, which brings us to one of my favorite versions of a Christmas Carol, mm -hmm. the Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, 
Yeah, I can't. There's nothing bad to say about this, man. I'm sorry. Michael Caine, uh, brilliant. That's all I can say. The Muppets. I mean, and if you can get the original version, the original theater cut. Yeah, version, with the song put in. The song on the bridge. Yeah. Um, because they cut that out for whatever reason, and it it really hinders his Scrooge becoming a better person. Yeah. It's like such a huge turning point in the movie. For anybody to cut that out just never made sense to me. So if you can get the original the original version of it, by God, yeah. it, it's great. If you want to see a movie that shows the greatness of the puppetry from the, the Muppet Company. Oh, my some, gosh, yeah. It's, it's phenomenal. I, I still think one of the best pullback shots is in the very beginning of the opening of the scene when the when they're opening up and it's across the rooftops mm-hmm. and it's pulling back and pulling back and pulling back and then that edit goes from I'm guessing a model into the real yes yeah. real street live street puppetry and the humans walking around that's got to be one of the greatest shots I've ever seen it's and it's all in camera it's all practical I don't think they used a cut I think they they did it all on model and then brought it down and it's yeah. just such a such a fantastic movie. Yeah, it's well edited, well done. Love it, love it, love it. And if yeah, you don't I like would, it, well, that's on you. I would put that up there with probably the, my three favorite versions of Scrooge and or A Christmas Carol. And keeping in the Christmas movies, what did we have next? Uh, we had the extreme opposite of Happy Puppets. We had Gremlins. We had Murderous Puppets. <laughs> we had Murderous Mayhem Burning down a city town because dad made a bad decision of a present. Oh, my God. When the ancient Chinese guy says, no, I'm not going to sell you this because it's Listen. <laughs> Listen to the ancient Chinese guy. If I ever go to China and I'm trying to buy something and some little wise and old Chinese man walks up to me and says, no, you're, you know, you're too Caucasian to buy this. Trust me. You, you have no idea what you're dealing with. I'm going to take a little or, or answer and go, yeah, you, you know what? You're probably right. I, I probably am too white for this. I'll take the acorns. Yeah. The so acorns. I'll, just, I'll just eat those first or whatever. I'll, I'll buy the kitty cat. Yeah. Within Chalmaine. I'm good with that. Um, as but, you said in the podcast, it was a movie full of bad decisions. Yes, it was a parade of bad decisions, as Kat said. Yeah. Um, yeah, that dad. How many people did he kill? A lot. With that, one and nobody decision. cared. By the and time the movie ends, it's like, oh, that's okay. It's okay. And you know, we talked about it. Um, that is the same place that um, Back to the Future did film. It was. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we were right about that. Yes. Right. How did you find that? Did you look I that saw it in an article about Back to the Future, and oh, it mentioned okay. that. It's like, oh, wait a minute, no, we were right. I think it was a real town in Virginia or something. No, it's a, it's on a back lot. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, well, whatever it was. It's... Here's a little bit of trivia for you. Okay. The very first episode of The Twilight Zone is used that in that back lot. Really? Where is everybody? Or where is everyone? Very, very cool. first episode of the Twilight Zone. If you ever get a chance to watch it, and it's on Hulu, I think it's on Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Watch that first episode. The first one, he comes running down the street. You'll be like, holy crap. It's amazing. I love it. Very cool. 
And what released yesterday was a return to Star Wars holiday special, but this time with much, the Legos. A much better version of the holiday this special. This is so good oh, and yeah. so funny. It, there, I can't think of anything really bad to say about it. I mean, it was great. This this was a really good a really good uh, Christmas special for Disney to do, for Legos to do, for them to try and make up for the catastrophe of the last three motion pictures. Um, somebody's trying at Disney to fix <laughs> to, to, to fix it with the fans. God bless them, whoever yeah, it is. Yeah, they they really did. This had so much heart, so much humor. Oh my so God! So funny. It's it's so it good. Yeah, Stark Killer Base. That's a stupid name. <laughs> I recommend this as a much a must watch for oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's um, going to be a good watch for anybody who likes Star Wars yeah. and anybody who likes Lego movies. This this is very funny. It's very good. Yeah. So that is it. Twenty eight episodes that we have put up. Um, What's that? We started in July. We started in July, 28 years. episodes. We have gained listeners in the U.S., France, Netherlands, Australia, Canada, the U.K., Poland, and Taiwan. Thank you, guys nice. and gals. Thank you very much, folks. So much for listening. Um, we have a treat starting um, our next episode coming up because January is musical month. Yeah. And the first episode out of the gates is the cult classic xanadu yeah you want to hear what we have to say about it <laughs> stay <Watch> tuned it. <laughs> yeah. yeah and after that it's uh it's what is that we go to the sound of music sound of music i was thinking hills are alive with music but that's not right that's the song uh i believe of- it's the sound of music next then greece then seven brides for seven brothers mm-hmm. so we got that all of January, folks. We got you covered in January. We got you covered in January, February. Um, just a heads up. We do record well in advance because yeah. who knows what Dave and I's crazy schedules will be. <laughs> we like to have a little know. bit of a buffer. <laughs> you know, something might fun. Might something happen. might out of the blue happen. Uh, so we're recorded pretty far in advance. This is the yeah. first time we've done something on the same day. Um, yeah. But February. Yeah, you're releasing this later today. That's right. It is. It will be out here as soon as we get off of it. <laughs> it's, we're practically live. Yeah. You can't get much better than that. We haven't went live because you can't trust us. No. No, I need a buffer. My mouth, my mouth needs a buffer. <laughs> it, it needs, it needs the edit button. Yeah, but we'll be. <laughs> we're doing war movies in February, mm-hmm. and just a little hint of what's to come this year: an anime month will be coming okay. up. Yeah. More black exploitation. Uh, more black exploitation. Natural disasters. Um, a lot of bad movies. I want to do a lot more bad movies. A lot more bad movies. movies. Yes. I want to just do bad movies. <laughs> so if you are one of our, our listeners, please drop us a line on something you'd like to see. We do try and limit it to the 1980s and before mm-hmm. um, because we do spoil the shit out of movies. And if you haven't seen it by then, well, you know, mm-hmm. occasionally yeah, we, we will you, break out and do a newer one. Yeah, We will tell you everything that's happening in whatever movie we're watching. And yeah. what we, think of it. Uh, we did the beast. Um, was our first war movie is the beast that um, Nick Nick had sent us a uh, email wanting to review and 
It's coming up uh, first weekend in February, Nick, if you're listening. And it takes a while, but we do get to them. It's because we film so far in advance. Yeah. Uh, and I do need that editing. I need the editing. Scott doesn't <laughs> need the editing. Yeah, if you think I swear a lot when you're watching these, Scott's cut out a lot more. <laughs> but yes, I want to say very, uh, I'm glad that you're here watching it with us. Um, I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas. I hope 2021 brings you nothing but blessings this year. Uh, Amen. The last year we had, which is just, it's more annoying for me. I can't speak for anybody else. I, it's just annoying. It was an annoying year. Uh, I know some people had it a lot worse than I do. Thank, you know, thank God this is years over and nothing but abundance for everyone. Amen to that. So, mm-hmm. peace, love, and happiness for 2021. Let's get this show on the road. Thanks again. See y'all soon. Cheers.